The second aspect of right effort is removal. Once, if unfortunately, the five hindrances have arisen, the Buddha is very, very keen, very clear and repetitive about this. The job of the meditator is to remove these things quickly, immediately. And if it takes effort, you must arouse that effort. This is a little in contra to ordinary discussions of, of sort of observing what's going on and getting to know your dark side or your hindrances. This is not the teachings of the Buddha. He is extremely interested in immediately freeing yourselves from these things. The next question is how to do this. And he has a number of skillful instructions about this. And this is one of the most useful lists of uh, what to do about negative mental states available. It would be good if it was spread more widely, even for non-meditators. So the first thing is that we have this series of hindrances. And the first method for removal of these hindrances is to choose a topic which is the opposite of the problem. So if you're experiencing anger, one way to remove that is to replace it. If you're filling yourself with uh, goodwill, then anger has no opportunity or space to arise. And this is uh, one simple method. So you can think for desire, the opposite of desire is the absence of desire. Now, there's two levels of that. One is repulsion, and the other one is neutrality. So one, for lay people at least, one way to remove desire for a situation or an object or a person is to break it down into, into the four elements, that, that things are just made of substance to de-glamorize the object that you're fascinated by. And so things are just made out of earth and water and air and fire. A car is made out of just rubber tires and steel and glass. It's, that's all it is. So this is a way of deconstructing things and reducing their, their power. Um, agitation is uh, reduced by serenity practices. Sloth is opposite of that is to find some light or splash water in your face, get some exercise. Even contemplate the fact of death that increases your energy. Doubt is again addressed. The opposite of doubt is clarity, calm. And so first of all, you would induce some serenity. You just go to the breath or some calming meditation and then address it by asking questions uh, from people who are good sources of information. So these are one way, uh, perhaps the first way, to remove these hindrances by their opposites.
So the simile is a, a carpenter, when they assemble chairs, at least in the time of the Buddha, they, they assemble them with wooden pegs. They would put them together roughly with coarse wooden pegs, and then when they were ready to for the final model, they tapped the refined peg in and drove the old peg out and had the, the finished peg in there. So that's, you're driving out the negative structures by filling yourself with their opposites. There's also one sort of universal cure, which is the reflection on impermanence, which tends to address all five of these. It reduces your either your aversion or your attraction to things when you realize that the, it's all just fleeting and eventually to just disappear. So it can be a universal prescription for these things if you're and it may work for you depending on how well you've reflected on impermanence. If not, then you should explore these kind of opposite remedies. <clears throat> the hindrance perhaps still persists. The next remedy is called fear and shame in Palihiri Otapa. Now shame is not, not a very hip thing these days. And fear, you're probably wondering, isn't, isn't Buddhism advising you to be fearless? No, it's advising you to fear what should be feared. And what you should fear is you should fear your, for your own safety. So if these things come up, if you've got constant anger, desire, agitation, sloth, doubt, these things are harmful to you. And you should be consider that if you keep this up, this is going to end badly, not well. And you should have high regard for your own safety and well-being. So you need to stir up a good deal of concern for where this is going. This is, you know, people pick up all kinds of habits and it starts lightly and almost innocently and it ends in a very dramatic and bad way because they, they didn't have enough concern for themselves. So this fear is actually a form of concern for yourself. The next aspect is, is, is shame, which is more or less, the Buddha gives a simile of a, of a of young, beautiful person looking into a mirror and they're ready to go out into society and they discover that there's a dead snake hanging around their neck. Uh, this is repulsive, and it, it completely mars the beauty of that person. So also these characteristics mar the beauty of the mind. They mar your character. They, they put a stain on uh, the possibilities of your personality. And so as a person would hastily remove that, so because of a certain amount of disgust for this, you're going to free yourself from these things. You're thinking, I'm not going to fly into a rage again. That just won't happen. That was not good for me. That was not good for anybody else. I'm not gonna let greed carry me away over the boundaries of things. So these are ways of using uh, fear and shame in a wholesome manner to keep you safe and well and to improve the beauty of your character. If that does not work, another way is distraction. So 
they give an example where a monk is beginning to dwell on some sort of desire and then he monks have usually shoulder bags and they have all the knickknacks that they use in their simple lives in there so he takes out the shoulder bag and he he sorts it all out he puts out the needle and the thread and so forth and he neatens it all up and by the time he's finished putting that all back in the unwholesome desire has left him so it's a useful technique to have a few things on hand to help distract you from these things until they can subside. You could get up and do a little bit of housework, sweeping and polishing and dusting and so forth. Just you, uh, and you, you could have something on you that needs rearranging that you just pull out at those moments when you need distraction from your own thing. You need a little box of um, disorganized bu uh, buttons pennies and chewing gum, and uh, you'll, you have to rearrange them in a nice order. <clears throat> the fourth method is the gradual method, and that involves, uh, this is obviously that the, the hindrance that your experience is sticky, because the other three have not succeeded in bringing it to cessation. The simile here is a man is running, and he thinks, why am I running, why don't I walk? So he walks. Why am I walking? Why don't I sit down? He sits down. Why am I sitting? Why don't I lie down? He lies down. So you can see that the general idea here is to bring this down in stages. It's You can't go from running to lying down. There's something in, there's too much energy in the hindrance. So it's got to be brought down in a gradual way. One method to initiate this, to get at least the first stage going, is to ask yourself, how did this start? Where, where did this start? What was the trigger, the first perception, either of sight or sound, that this came up? Now, it's a form of distraction again. You you're now have another place, an analytical place to go. This brings you back into a reasonable mood. Once you get that, okay, it started here, the, the, the emotion may still be there but it's been reduced in its intensity. Then you can proceed to use other methods. You might go for a walk, uh, read a book, talk to a friend, etc. This is bringing you down, and then finally you can come back to watching the breath, and uh, that will be a way of dissolving it. The last method is the most, probably against uh, the most, of common teachings of popular Buddhism and even of popular psychology, and it's called suppression. <laughs> and that's the, the analogy is that as a strong man would hold down a weaker man, and that is the idea of holding down, suppressing these emotions and not allowing them to express themselves in any other way through speech or action, and to actually just grit your teeth, count to 10, whatever you have to do. And the Buddha does talk about pressing the tongue to the roof of the mouth, clenching the teeth, and suppressing, holding it down. Now, it's, it's quite surprising to some people to hear this, but it's exactly, it's the fifth remedy. It's the last remedy. But it's better than tolerating or allowing these things to express themselves. 
This is how concerned the Buddha is about the hindrances. They're not harmless. It's not just mere passing anger, mere passing greed, mere passing depression or sloth, the, the mere passing of agitation or of doubt. These things leave traces, traces in the, in the consciousness, and they have a tendency to leave seeds behind. They will return, they will spread, they will become more powerful if you allow them. So it's not just a mere passing cloud in the sky. It's something to be taken very seriously and to be gotten rid of as soon as you can. And the results of getting rid of these things is that they begin to they're weaken. It's very critical that they are the food of your basic misunderstanding about life. Whenever you experience these things, you nourish your own confusion. And it's that confusion that what we call avijja or ignorance, that colors the rest of your decisions and actions in life and determine the whole trajectory of your life. And so if you can stop feeding that misinformation uh, factory, then uh, things will clear up by themselves. You will be, you will change. If you, if you just deal with these hindrances and work very diligently in removing them if they arise, you will find yourself to be a different person. Not by even trying. The trying, the effort, has come in the removal of these things and the replacement of these things. And that will, you will just be handed different perspectives on life. You will feel like a different person because you can change. And you can change for the better. So this is a very brief overview of the removal of these hindrances if they have arisen. Of course, it's better to prevent their arising to begin with.